All right. Hey, welcome to the Beham Brothers podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, here with Emmett, and we are going to bring you a new episode today uh, talking about uh, the SEC as a whole. Um, you know, we made our predictions going into the season, and we need to figure out what we got right, what we got wrong. We got one game really wrong. Yeah. Um, and then we're also going to release some power rankings. Uh, and then uh, we're going to talk about aliens, because why not? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a topic of discussion. You don't even know what this is about, so I know you're excited about it. Yeah, I'm a little interested to see where, where that's Where I'm go. going with the aliens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's a hot topic right now. It's in, a conspiracy. In, in the world. It's actually just Project Bluebeam. They've, I mean, they're there. Aliens are real. So, you know. But we'll chat about it. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So... Look at like just thinking back on this past weekend. Yeah, what do you feel like we got right, or who do you think we assessed correctly, and who do you think we just miss misassessed? So there's two teams that I would say we misassessed. One of them, in my opinion, I personally misassessed very badly, and then the other one, Tennessee. We didn't really like say they were going to be bad. Yeah, but they're a lot better than what we thought they were going to be, just based off week one. Yeah, we had them at nine and three. Yeah, that was our season prediction. I would say that number's going to change. I would say that number's going to change too. They got to. I mean, honestly, they might be the undefeated team. That's the number one team I think we really missed missed on. Yeah. Well, I take that back. Actually, the team we put above them, Kentucky. Yeah. I, I tell you, I'm not a huge yeah. believer in Kentucky at the I'm moment. I'm not very confident in them either. I wouldn't say we... You've got them at number three on your power rankings. Based off week one, just like they won. Okay, okay, <clears throat> okay. I mean, I look at the power rankings after a week-by-week thing as who'd you beat, how bad you beat All them. Right. You're, you're going off of quality of victory or yes. or if yes. you lost. Yes. Okay, okay. I, I'm, I did mine a little different. That's fine. Yeah. But okay, all right, keep going. But uh, LSU, I had them. I, I thought it was going to be a close game with Florida State, but based on what I saw, and then also there's a little bit of bias because the post game with everything Brian Kelly said, that's just like not what you want to hear <laughs> out of your coach. yeah yeah okay okay no all right let's jump on the LSU one because it was I mean like it was the big game of the weekend outside of we didn't we hadn't even talked about Clemson dude that's a crazy game. That was awesome. What has happened to Dabo Sweeney? Well, he doesn't like the NIL. And that's coming back he doesn't up. like NIL. He won't take players out of the transfer portal. But, like, they're not going to get rid of him. He, he just signed last year, like, a $60 million deal with Clemson. I mean, that's that's tough. Not going anywhere. Yeah. I don't know what his problem is. I get not liking NIL because, honestly, I really don't like it either. Um, however, that's the world we live in. It's, NIL is here. It's not one of those things that you can just like bring in and then immediately wipe away. Yeah, there's nothing that your school can offer if another school is legitimately and legally saying, I'll give you money. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll take the money all day. Yeah, I know. And I thought about it like when it first came out. I was like, well, if I was a player, would I necessarily support it and be like, well, I need the money? No. But I certainly wouldn't object to it. And I guess my point is, is it's not the worst thing to happen to college football. I would say there's many other problems with college football right now that need to be addressed before NIL needs to be addressed. Well, I guess when you're looking at it, 
you, if you're a school, I mean, these kids are looking at these schools like a Clemson versus a, I'll even say South Carolina under Shane Beamer. Um, looking at, you know, if you're looking at Clemson, if you got an offer from Clemson, you probably got an offer from Georgia. You've probably got an offer from Alabama. You've probably got an offer from Ohio State. Like, yeah. All those schools, they're all going to offer largely the same thing. Yeah. Right. In terms of experience on campus, in terms of classes, in terms of quality of education. Maybe not Ohio State. All those type things. Um, it's got to be boring up there. I, I don't know. Ohio State seems like fun. They do, the, they do like, you know, the frozen, the polar bear, you know, jump in there. It's a party school. Lame. Don't tell that to my neighbor. He's a big, he's a big Ohio State fan. He needs to leave this out. There ain't nothing they like just that. sent their kid to Auburn, though, so you can't hate on them too much. Yeah, I mean, Auburn's the best school, so that makes sense. They, they made <laughs> There's one, no bias they there. Made, <laughs> they made one wise decision. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, so uh, but if, if, you're, if you're thinking about Clemson, you're not offering big NIL money, I mean, how are you differentiating yourself from all these other schools? There's no way to do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in a lot of these kids' recruitment, like that's the differentiating factor is NIL. No, you're right. I mean, I guess the, it goes back to me. Like, how did people land recruits in the first place? You know, you brought them to the game, and they either connected with it or they didn't connect with it. Right. So they were truly choosing on who they felt like they connected with. Yeah. So it felt more pure. In that sense. Yeah. And now it's, it seems like some players just chase the money, which you're, you have the right to do that now. Like, go well, do I mean, there's, bag. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I mean, there's like, but you know, I mean, you're right. Each school has its own flavor. So, like, if you're, a, we'll go back to like the schools you listen. Like, if you're looking at Clemson, Clemson has a different atmosphere than a Georgia does. Yeah. Georgia fans, bar. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State probably all have fairly similar atmospheres, you know. Um, Clemson probably has a similar atmosphere, more so to a an Auburn for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, it's Auburn with a lake. It is Auburn with a lake. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's a number of other schools, that, you know, that you can go out there and look at that are, you know, the more kind of a, a Penn State, right? So yeah. Penn State, Clemson, Auburn probably all have that family kind of small uh, town, town kind of feel. Yeah, small college town kind of feel to them. So. You've got to differentiate yourself from them. How? I mean, how are you going to do that? Yeah. There's just, there's not a lot of ways. Yeah. Obviously, I'm biased, but Auburn has more unique things about it. For instance, we have an eagle that flies around our field. Yeah, there's traditions. Clemson has that rock. Do they run down the hill? That's a stone. (laughs) I mean, Penn State has a wide out. So, like, they have, so it's like, oh, which one's cooler to each player? But those are all things you can like buy into. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if the money does separate, yeah, the money's going to yeah. separate you. Or at least you want your money to be equal so that then they're picking based on the connection. On the connection yeah. or the school or whatever it has to offer. I don't know, but Dabo's got to figure it out. He's got to figure it out. Program is in full collapse. Maybe. Now, Mike Elko is the coach of Duke, and last year they went nine and three in the regular yeah, season. Duke wasn't bad. No, they weren't bad too, man. They, they really were, haven't been bad in a while. No, they they were hitting hard too, man. I mean, I thought they were playing they were playing some old school football. It was it was pretty impressive. 
And then they're, you know, they're, they're quarterbacks from Fairhope, Alabama, um, Riley Leonard. Um, I mean, he broke that one tackle. Did you see the one long run? He oh, yeah, had? that was awesome. I mean, they had him in the backfield. He bust out, and all of a sudden it was like he even surprised himself. I think like, yeah. he looked up like, yeah, I don't know what to do. So yeah. then he just takes off, you know, and ends up tiptoed the line. Tiptoed the line. That was awesome. Yeah. That, was, that was a pretty incredible play. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'd say going back to the Florida State LSU game, the, I think the thing that bothers people most about that game is that it looked like LSU quit in the fourth quarter. That's kind of where why I have them very low in my power rankings is. That's the one thing you can't do. You can't just give up. Especially, you can't just show it. You're just like, you know, saying, "All right, you won. I'm done." Waving the white flag. There's other words I could use, but it's probably not appropriate. But yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you can't ever let a team know that you, you've beaten beaten them. No, I mean, and then to hear, I think Brian Kelly's comments afterwards about he did it last year too. We're not the team, and I thought we were, and. He's made those kind of comments before when he was at Notre Dame. He'd make those yeah. same kind of comments. And it's – I don't know – I'd love to hear from former players of his to see how did they respond to that. Was that how he was on a daily basis? That just doesn't seem conducive for wanting to continue to play for a coach. If your coach is out there saying – Just throwing you under the bus. Yeah. You know, I, I, guess, you know, I guess we're not the team that, that I thought we were, you know, when – when just like days prior on his radio he show, yeah, he said we're going to beat the heck out of FSU. You can't turn around and then just cop out like that. Like I don't like Brian Kelly. I have a personal bias against him. The second he came down to Florida State or LSU and started using that fake Southern accent, yeah. Oh my god, that who that grinded my gears. It is the worst impression of a Southern person I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I mean he's from he's from like the New England Boston kind of area, and Don't then try to be something. You're just not. yeah, just speak your tone, man. It's all right. Yeah, we're not gonna hate you for not speaking Southern. We know what you sound like. It's great. I guess to that's be a the tiger. Thing. <laughs> Dude, it was great. terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. It was awful. It was one of the worst things I've ever heard. And from that point forward, I was like, I hate this guy. I and mean, I like LSU. I really like LSU. I do too. I love their fans. They're crazy, just like me. So I really love them, except for Brian Kelly. They also have Olivia Dunn. So, are you a Olivia Dunn fan? Why would I not be? She's gorgeous. All right. She's dating Paul Skeens now. Yeah, I so mean, it's over. Did I really have a chance? No, it's over. <laughs> Just letting you know, she's making millions. Yeah, she was doing that before. Yeah, she was. She signed an NIL deal with somebody here recently. I don't remember who it was, but yeah. she's also doing a lot for like women's sports in general. So good for yeah. her. Yeah, it's good stuff. All right, so back at it. Um, so I think you've got LSU kind of way down your power ranking list. I don't have them that far down. But all right, going through the rest of the teams, who else impressed you? Who else disappointed you over the weekend? So Tennessee impressed me the most. Yeah, just because their defense was way better than I thought they were going to be. I, that's what kind of surprised me too. Was Heupel's not really been known for having a strong defense. He's yeah. been known for just Offense. outscoring you. Yeah. I mean, um, but their defense. I, I mean, they and were they, they got after, it. and that was and Virginia's a quality. That's a power five team. Yeah, it's a power five team. One of the few power five matchups of the yeah. Weekend. Um, 
It's a power five team, and also their defense like didn't show signs of fatigue, and they were on, they were on the field a lot because yeah. they're scoring a yeah. lot uh, and quickly. Um, so that was another plus. I think the team that we most accurately predicted out of the whole SEC is Florida. Yeah, I think we nailed Florida. We said they're going to be really, really bad, and that's exactly what happened. They are really, really bad. So you've you've got them kind of close to LSU. It's funny. I got into an argument on Twitter with with some folks about how good or bad LSU's win versus somebody else's power rankings had LSU way up high, kind of like how mine are, and Florida way down low. They're like, there's no no way these two teams are ten positions apart. That's how far apart they are. And Again, I, I'm basing this off. I, I get where you're coming yeah. from on theirs, but there, I think the person who I was I was looking at, I was like, well, I mean, LSU was in that game. Yeah, uh, you guys weren't even in the game with Utah, and yeah. they had their backup quarterback in. Honestly, a more accurate way to like write this down would put Florida at the bottom of the page, and just be its own thing. Oh, there's a gap. They're not going to leave 14. Now, I also think Vandy's down there, too, after... So, they, they end up... They're bad, but Vandy's, Vandy's going to beat Florida. Yeah, but they... So, they beat Alabama A&M. That's who they played this week for their Week 2 matchup. Yeah. They, they beat them, but I think the game was like 10-7 to 7 at halftime or something. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a close game. I'll not, pull not it a, up. Not a good... Uh, not a good sound victory. It wasn't, but they ended up pulling away in the second half. It just took them forever to get going. I don't know. I don't know if they came out flat or or what they're. I mean, know. I'm to the point with Florida though that I don't know if they're going to beat McNeese. That's how bad it looked, and it, because it's not just like talent bad. It's you can't even get the right players on the field bad. It's the whole program of football is bad. Yeah, you know, it's funny, though, because so Kentucky started with Ball State, and this is different from McNeese, but I've heard Georgia fans worried about Ball State because they gave Kentucky such a run for the money. Ball State was legit against against Ge- Kentucky. I, I'm telling you, there's something in the Kool-Aid at Georgia. I get it that they didn't like look just like last year's team. I understand that. Yeah. But if you are even slightly worried, you're kind of dumb. Like it's Ball State. Dumb? You think Ball State's gonna beat? I'm just telling you, Ball State gave them a run for their money. I mean, I think they're gonna 40, come out forty four to fourteen. It was it was only seventeen to nothing at half. But that happened last versus year. Versus UT Martin, Alabama was in a. Uh, they were ten to nothing at halftime with like, I don't know, the school for deaf and blind. Sacramento State, yeah, it was some terrible school, and they ended up scoring sixty. So, I mean, I get it. Kentucky doesn't look great, but I think that's more Kentucky than it is Ball State. I think Kentucky has more holes in their team than Georgia does. All right, all right let's let's do this. Let's go through our top five power rankings, okay. and then we're going to justify them here. Okay. okay, and then we'll go through the rest of them, too. All right, so my top five, Tennessee, number one. Okay. They, they had the most impressive win over the weekend, Yeah, and they did it in an impressive fashion. Yeah. Right, I agree. So, I, I give them that ranking. It feels like, feels like they've earned that. I've got Georgia at two. Uh, I, know. Just said that. I know. I know. I <laughs> know. But I, I have to think about too, like total talent, total potential. Exactly. You know, Georgia, Georgia's up there. I'm not saying Ball State's going to beat them. I'm just saying I don't even think it's going to be a run for the money. You never know. 
All right, so, so I got yeah. Georgia at two. I've got LSU at number three. Here's why I've got LSU at number three for power ranking. Yes, I know they lost the game. In the third quarter, at the end of the third quarter, it was 24 to 17, and then they muffed the punt. Yeah. Right? And then they throw like nearly a pick six. They could have kicked two field goals to make it to give them six more points. So, really, yeah. at the end of the third quarter, this could have been a one point game. And then if you don't make those other mistakes that are player mistakes and not, you know, coaching mistakes, then this is a different ball game. So I, I felt like they were in it. Now, I, they do have a glaring problem of you gave up. Yeah. And Brian Kelly has an attitude problem in himself. It's a culture problem. Yeah, that's so. that's what I worry about with that team. And culture can sometimes ruin amazing talent. Oh, for sure. And, again, my whole – Power rankings was like literally just based on the first week and how many points you scored and you know who you beat and all that kind of good stuff. All right. You're you're still looking at the overall team, which I understand. Yeah. All right. So then round out my top five. Then I've got Alabama and Texas A and M. Alabama took care of business. I, you know, they're they're. I think those top four teams are probably the top four talent wise. You know, coaching wise, all that kind of stuff. They're the top four. I'm telling you, Texas A&M, they look pretty good. They did look good. I mean, look, New Mexico, the Lobos looked awful. Yeah. but I, So I don't know well, whether that's – is that, is that Texas A&M or is that New Mexico just being I feel terrible? like – so so my my top five. Yeah. Tennessee, number one. Bama, number two. Uh, Kentucky, number three, because they still took care of business against Ball State. I know it was a struggle for a minute. And you could I could probably switch Ole Miss and Kentucky because Ole Miss just came out and, like, blitzed – Mercer, I know it's Mercer again. Yeah, but what well, they put up like eighty-one points or 73, 73. 73. 81 was uh, Oregon. Oregon, Oregon yeah. put up eighty. 81. The duck had to do like five hundred and forty-seven push-ups. That is a boatload. Yeah, that is terrible. Yeah, feel bad for that guy. Yeah. Uh, then I have Georgia at number five, uh, and then after that, from number six to number eleven, you could pretty much interchange any of them because. They all had just like average victories over, or they had they took care of business against crappy teams. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I think I think my six through ten, six through eleven, you could swap out. You know, so yeah. after Texas A&M, I've got Ole Miss, Kentucky, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Missouri, Florida, and Vandy. I'm just giving Florida the bump there because of the brand. I don't know. Um, I'm with you. I think Vandy. Vandy's got a chance to beat them, but that game versus Alabama and M, it was twelve to three. So I didn't get to watch any of that. It's twelve to three. That's pretty bad. I didn't watch it, but I was following along on Twitter, and uh, Vandy fans were not happy with AJ Swan. They were All not happy with Clark Lee. <laughs> yeah, the one reporter was, was <laughs> tweeting out the game, so it was riveting stuff. Um, no, I'm with you, Ole Miss man. I mean, uh, you know, they put up. We all we said it. Like, Ole Miss is going to score points, and yeah. they did. They, they we're not going to know how good Ole Miss is. Well, actually, this week we'll figure it out at Tulane. Yeah, that's, that's going to be – that's test. a good – that's a sneaky matchup. I, it's a top 25 I matchup. I kind of want to take Tulane in the game. It's at Tulane. They just sold it out. Uh, I don't know what the line is. All right, I'll pull it up. I'll, pull, I'll be pulling up. Um, but after Georgia at number five, I put Arkansas at number six. Again, Arkansas and Auburn, you could have flipped uh, – and Texas A&M. Then I guess the separation begins after Texas A&M because Mississippi State kind of struggled 
at first against uh, who did they even play? SLU Southern Louisiana, I guess. Mississippi State Southeastern Louisiana. Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah, and then Vanderbilt struggled against A and M, and then Missouri only put up thirty five points, which I was kind of expecting more from them to be honest. So I, that dropped them down, and yeah. then I yeah. put LSU at number twelve. Like I said, the culture problem is huge to me, and that affected it. The post-game uh, conference affected it, and the fact that they just quit on the field. Like, that that's not a good sign. That's actually a very worrying sign for LSU. And then I put South Carolina and Florida. Wins yeah. mean a lot to me. That's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I hear you. You're valuing wins. You're, you're basing off of off – of, uh, off of week one total yeah. performance, um, and I'm basing mine off that too. Of just, I'm also taking into consideration kind of overall talent. Yeah, too. yeah, what their total talent level is there too. So, I mean, that's that's good. We hey, we want to we do want to hear from from our fans here. Give us your power rankings. We're going to release ours. We'll put ours out there on Facebook and Twitter for y'all to see. We want to hear what y'all's uh, power rankings in the SEC are so far. Um, again, we've both got Tennessee as the number one team in the SEC after week one. Um, they're getting ready now to play a riveting game versus Austin PA. Um, uh, uh, I, I'll tell you another sneaky matchup, right? So we talked about Ole Miss at, at Tulane, by the way, at Tulane. Yeah. That's, okay. That's the big thing there. If it were at Ole Miss, I wouldn't. Yeah. You probably feel better about yeah. it, but it's at Tulane. Tulane beat South Alabama. South Alabama is supposed to be a pretty good team. Yeah. Uh, you know what I put even more stock in than week one for Tulane? The fact that they beat USC last year in their bowl game. That's true. Uh, what was that? 44 to 34, I think, yeah. was the final they of that just game. Beat them, like, they, no, they, they, they took care of it. Yeah, they, they did. They, and they, they, won got, that game they pretty right. much returned their whole team. Yeah, I know they've got their starting quarterback uh, back. Um, and uh, I think a few of their talented receivers are also back. So, um, yeah, they're they're a legit team. I mean, they could easily continue to climb their way. Yeah. They'll jump up there if they beat Ole Miss. They're gonna jump. They're oh, gonna yeah. jump into the teens. Yeah. Um. After this week. Um, I would say Texas A and M at Miami is sneaky. I would also say Auburn at California. I'm getting a little antsy about this whole California deal. All right, so Auburn at Cal, one big announcement is today on the SEC teleconference, Austin Keys, who's a linebacker for Auburn, hurt had a had an injury to his hand, um, specifically his thumb, and the uh, in their opening game versus UMass there. He's having to have surgery on that and he is out indefinitely. Not necessarily a season ending surgery, but I think there's some rehab and whatnot that he's gotta yeah. do. Um, he could play with it, but um, if he played with that thumb injury, he may not ever regain full control of his thumb. That's the rumor um, yeah, that they said. Surgery, kid. Yeah, so he's got to go take care of that. It's a rebuilding year for us anyway. Like, yeah. yeah, take care of yourself. So that does leave Auburn pretty thin at the linebacker spot. Um, but um, I think, look, North Texas, Cal played North Texas week one. Just to give a quick preview of this game, Cal played North at North Texas Week One. Uh, they beat them forty-nine to twenty-one. I think was the final there. Um, look, North Texas. The game was it was like twenty-seven to twenty-one almost at halftime, and then I think Cal scored one more touchdown within like the waning seconds of the first half. 
and then they, you know, then they kind of just piled 58 on. 58 to 21. 58 to 21. Thank you. Um, but North Texas scored all 21 points in the first half. A lot of those were passes. I mean, they they threw the deep ball. They were able to hit some deep passes versus Cal. Cal's defensive strength is supposed to be their cornerbacks. They've got a few cornerbacks that are highly thought of NFL draft pick caliber guys. Their defensive line is not very good. They got like no pressure on North Texas quarterback. So, um, anyways, we'll we'll dive into that yeah. on the next one. But um, no, that game that game's it's it, a big game. It's a big game for Auburn. You need to win that game. It's only getting better, bigger after hearing some of the Cal fans, which we'll get into in the next. Now, I did also hear there's a rumor that Jarquez Hunter is on the travel list. So. We're not sure whether he's actually going to play or not, but they're I'm saying he's traveling with the team. I'm not even worried about it. I don't think Jarquez Hunter is what the difference maker in this game. It could be. It could be. It you could never know. Be. I just I think Damari, we have a four-headed monster as of right now without Jarquez. All right, so so there's some good games coming into this week. You've got you've got we we talked Ole Miss at Tulane, that's a good one. You got Auburn at Cal. The other good game you need to pay attention to South Carolina versus Furman. I know you're thinking it's Furman. South Carolina had some big offensive line issues. Yeah. Uh, and Furman, uh, Fer- Furman's not bad. Yeah. Furman's gotten some transfer kids in. Um, they'll put up a fight against South Carolina. Well, coming from Auburn fans, not having an offensive line can put you in overtime with teams that you shouldn't be in overtime with at Jacksonville State. I remember that game vividly. We should not have been in overtime. That's a game where you win by 50. But we didn't have an offensive line, and it came to haunt us. Um, South Carolina, you got the same issue, man. Uh, So, yeah, it's a game to watch for sure. At least keep your eye on it because if they get upset, that's huge. That is a huge loss to South Carolina. It really starts putting – I mean, do you think it would put Beamer on the hot seat? Um. Yeah, there's, there's. I don't think he's on the hot seat, but I do. It start the fans start to get louder at that point, yeah. right? So I don't think the administration's in any at any point, but a loss I mean, to Furman. Yeah, loss to Furman. Um, that's not going to look great. Yeah. I mean, because then look, now your your next three games are at Georgia. That doesn't look great. Mississippi State and at Tennessee. I mean, we said there's for that two automatic L's. Yeah, I mean, the at-Georgia game, I just don't see any way that's going to happen. And at Tennessee, with the way Tennessee's defensive line looks, They're going to win the East, man. I, they may do that. Um, then they go into their bye week. But those next – if they lose to Furman, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you, you're you're looking at starting the season 0-5. I don't yeah. know. You're right. You know, that that probably does start to put them on the hot seat. Oh, yeah. If He's got to have one of those big wins to, like, turn it around. Yeah. You know. And to be able to, but I don't think they're. I don't think they're going to lose to Furman. I just think it's going to be a closer yeah. game than what most think, yeah. right? If you're just looking at the yeah. page, you're thinking, "Oh, that's an easy win." Honestly, Mississippi State and Arizona might be somewhat close after how Mississippi State played. Yeah, that is a that is another one. Vandy plays Wake Forest. There's a few good games out here. You got Nebraska, Colorado. That's going to be a close game. Deion Sanders game number two. There's a, a lot of hate coming at him right now. There's a lot of hate coming. I really at him. don't understand it either. Like everybody was talking mad crap to him about Colorado and how they're never going to be anything. And then he comes back after he beats TCU, which wasn't expected. And he's like shoving it in your face. It's like, dude, you deserve it. If you talk crap to him and then he goes out and proves you wrong, you deserve to get your thumb put in your eye. Yeah. There there was a lot of smack talk um, with that game. Um, Pretty. I don't hate it, man. 
No, I go I, brag. I don't either. I don't either. Um, so let's let's take a look here. I mean, man, there's there's actually quite a few games around. Uh, obviously, Alabama and Texas. Yeah, Alabama and Texas. Obviously, that's that's the yeah. big. I mean, that's the big game of the weekend. Some of y'all were probably wondering why we hadn't mentioned it, but I figured um, it was obvious. It's kind of kind of known. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, look, look, there's some big games. So you've Florida got Florida McNeese. <laughs> May and maybe. <laughs> All right, so you got Vandy Wake Forest. Talk about that. Nebraska, Colorado. Notre Dame, NC State, decent game. Yeah. Utah, Baylor, that's a good game. Picking the Utes on that one. Now, that line's only seven and a half in yeah. favor of Utah. They did the same thing with Florida, though. Yeah, I think they do not believe Baylor got beat by Texas State. I know. Uh, there's no I'm way. Picking the Utes yeah. to cover. Troy, locally, Troy at Kansas State. That'll be a good uh, test for Kansas State before Missouri. Yeah, Kansas State's a 16-and-a-half-point favorite, so they think that game's a bit of a blowout uh, there. You can't ever count out Troy, man. Uh, they're, they're one of those teams. They're the Trojans, brother. They're always tough. Um, let's see, Purdue, Virginia Tech's another big game. Um, I was trying to find the line. All right, so Ole Miss-Tulane is a touchdown game, seven-and-a-half points. Towards. In favor of Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Ole Miss is a touchdown and a half favorite. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I kind of want to pick Tulane. You think Tulane covers that spread? They they finished the game at within least, seven, within least, a touchdown. At least. Man, that's the thing. It's only a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. I think it, I think they covered it. I think it's, I think it comes down to like a field goal. I think what's crazy is the over under sixty seven. <laughs> These are That's both ridiculous. these are both offensive teams. There's probably going to be a hundred points put up in this it's game. Gonna be, it's, it's gonna, gonna be like a who ninety gets last point. possession. That's who's going to win. Who gets yeah. last possession? Right. Which this will be great film for Auburn to watch. Yeah. Um, all right. So then you got Texas A&M, Miami. All right. So let's see who we've got next here. Um, uh, Texas A&M and Miami. That is a three and a half point. Texas A&M is a three and a half point favorite there. I don't know that. Like I said, that game is just who is the best worst team. That's what that is. I said it before the year started. Like both teams had the same record, I believe, five and seven last year. They still have talent. It's Miami. Like they have talent. Texas A&M clearly has talent. That's why they're in the top twenty-five. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh I don't know who to pick. It's at Miami, so like my heart wants to give Miami the edge, but you know Miami doesn't really bring fans to the games. Yeah, I mean, my look, Miami beat Miami, Ohio. Um, oh, they proved they were the real Miami. Yeah, they did. Uh, Thirty-eight to three. Um, wow, strong defense. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, it was it was sixteen to three at half. Wow. I mean, again, I. It, We've said that about almost every team. It feels like, yeah. like at half, the game was close. At half, the game was, usually these opening games. We talk about whether week one was necessary or not. Yeah, this shows you that it was necessary because it took all these teams like an entire half to just to figure out what they wanted to do on offense. Oh yeah, like team, you can definitely tell most uh, everybody is trying to figure out who they are. Right. Like, what is their identity on offense and defense, really? Well, I mean, that was one of our themes coming into the season was, you know. Nobody uh, knows how good it is. Yeah, there's all these question marks out there about about quarterbacks, about um, offensive linemen, about defenses, all that kind of stuff. It's showing up in week one, right? So, 
this is probably a great year to have these cupcakes leading off the year yeah. because you need it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how good New Mexico is. Clearly not that good because A&M had a 35-point lead at halftime. So that makes me want to give A&M the edge. Against yeah, that, that's what – so that that's what – I think this line's a little low. I actually feel pretty comfortable with Texas A&M. And Texas A&M. In fact, if I'm making um, – I, I would make – if I'm making three picks, right, um, uh, which is something I think we ought to start doing. Yeah. Make three picks each week uh, from a betting standpoint. I'm picking Texas A&M. I'm picking Utah. Um, and uh, let's see. Who do I want to pick as my third one? Those those would be my top two, I think, right off the top. Oh, and I'm taking the Ole Miss Tulane over. Uh, I'm taking the over on Ole Miss Tulane. Those, those would be my three picks. Yeah, I'd take A&M cover by probably a good bit. I'd pick in Utah for sure over Baylor. Yeah. And then I think I would pick Tulane to win the game. You think Tulane's going to win that game? I, I, there's something telling me. It's a gut feeling. I could be wrong, but so do not make bets based off what I'm saying. Please. <laughs> do not lose your money because of what I've said. No. But make, make your own bets at your own If risk, I'm a betting so. man, I'm picking Tulane. That's going to be an interesting game. I'm excited to see that game. Uh, moving down, let's see who else we got here uh, from the SEC. What's the Alabama spread? All right, so Arkansas is a 38-point favorite versus Kent State. That's no surprise there. Let me get down to Alabama here. Uh, you got UAB is a seven-point underdog to Georgia Southern. That'll be a good game. Game number two for Trent Dilfer. They started out hot yeah. uh, week one, but we'll see if they can keep it going in week two. That's at Georgia Southern. Should be a good game. Um, let's see. Where else? Texas-Alabama. Alabama is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite versus Texas. I'm not. I'm not. I don't buy into Texas yet. I don't either. That's I know that game I, was a one point game last year. Yeah, but that's a. It was a weird scenario. It was like 125 degrees on the field. Yeah, I also Texas. I also don't think like results from last year in one no, game no. necessarily indicate how no. good a team is, right? It, like, yeah. It it matters in certain situations, I think, but in this situation. I mean, Auburn took Alabama under year one in Harson to four overtimes. That yeah. was not indicative of how. But you can't see so you can't use that game either because it's the Iron Bowl. I know. It I'm just saying, ever, like it never matters. But that was kind of the same thing. I mean, Texas versus Alabama was a big game for Texas. They had yeah. Alabama coming to town, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, they put everything they could into that game. You're right. They did, and that's kind of why I think Alabama's gonna kind of beat beat the crap out of them. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't think Texas really has a shot. Sarkeesian's got to figure out how to get over that big game hump. Like, yeah. he he hasn't done it yet. No. But I, I guess I will say, like, sometimes the last year game, for instance, the Auburn-Texas A&M game. Okay. That's where I'm using it. Okay. It's kind of indicative of Jimbo Fisher that he couldn't beat Cadillac uh, in Auburn when he has all that talent around him. Yeah. So this year, I'm saying... By the way, they did beat Brian Kelly a couple weeks later. They did. But I'm just saying... They drummed like, them. But that, we also said that that was chalked up to LSU looking ahead to Georgia. That's true. So I, that's why when I looked at this Auburn-Texas game this year, I'm saying, well, you have to show me that you have improved your team before I even think about Auburn losing to you. Yeah. 
So there's some instances where that works, but I guess it's because last year was such a close game and Alabama is a different team. They don't have Bryce Young anymore. They're not reliant on two people for their whole team. Yeah, I think that's the one thing about Alabama is, yeah, they went out there, they they dominated. Well, what they score? 14 points, I think, every quarter for yeah. four straight quarters. It's pretty consistent. Um, very consistent. Um, but, you you know, a couple things we didn't see out of that game when we talked about it on yesterday's show was Murder ball. They, they didn't just bulldoze with the offensive line, right? Yeah. Like a lot of their yards came off of Jalen Milrow um, and his runs. Um, uh, I mean, that, that was a lot of their touchdowns. And look, the guy accounted for, I think, five touchdowns. I think he, he broke a record for Alabama with uh, three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. First time that's ever been done by an Alabama quarterback. Um, which is pretty incredible when yeah. you think about all the I know. good quarters that they've had recently. But still, um, you know, I don't think we know a whole lot about Alabama just yet. I don't think so yet. And I'll also say this about last year's game with Alabama versus Texas. Alabama went at that game as the dog. Like, they were the thing to beat. Yeah. So they came in thinking, we're going to beat Texas. It's a Big 12 team. This year, they're like, we're going to leave no doubt. Yeah, I think they also probably overlooked Texas yeah, a little bit last year because Sark hadn't done anything out exactly. there. So, so this year, you're not going to get the benefit of the team maybe sleeping they're on you. They're not overlooking you. No, they're not no, overlooking you. They circled you. your name. Yeah, they're, they want to get that one back. Um, so Texas, welcome to the SEC because you hey, feel the worst of it. Look, LSU wanted to get that one back versus Florida State, and that did not work out for them. I, I, you're right. But, see, that's where I put the difference between Brian Kelly and Nick Saban, though. Yeah, I, I mean, that. you're right. I mean, I go. Nick Saban's got too much pride to let Texas stay in this not, game. Not a lot of people have beaten beaten Nick Saban in back to back years. Um, in fact, maybe Hugh Freeze is the only one who's done it. Yeah, I think he is. Okay. So, um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, I lean on saying, Alabama there, but that's not a game I'm touching right now. No, I'm not saying Alabama is. 2020 Alabama this year. Yeah. But they're definitely going to be somewhat better as far as the product on the field. Yeah. Does that mean they're going to get more wins? I don't think so. Does that mean they're going to get more losses? I definitely don't think that. I think it'll be kind of the same as last year for them, which we already kind of talked about. But, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is we don't think Alabama's bad. We think they're better, but they just aren't going to be able to beat certain teams. I just think they also hadn't proven it yet. Yeah. Either. You know, I mean, they, they just got to prove it again this year. Yet. That they're back. Yeah. yeah. All right. What do you think the Auburn-Cal line is? Uh, this game kicks off at 9.30 our time. Isn't it a five-point? It's a six-and-a-half-point favorite for Auburn. I mean, I can't blame them. It's a pretty close but, game. I mean, just like those other teams, we got to prove that we're back. Now I will say again, I'd take the over if I'm betting. I, I'm not. I'm not picking yeah, who's defenses. won it, but the over under is fifty four. I'm picking over. I'm. Ta- I'd take the over. It's gonna be a shootout at least till the third quarter. Yeah, I, I. I think that one for sure. Um, I'm hoping our defense can just overpower them, but you know, you never know. Yeah, like I said, this game's got me antsy and a little angry. Their fans, or really their running back, for his little comments today. Oh, what comments did he make? I didn't see. He this. said, uh, "He said I'm trying to get the team not to look at the." Uh, no, that was the head coach. The head coach said, "I'm trying to get the team not to look at the name because I watched the film and it's nothing really that impressive." And blah blah blah. And I was like, "Oh, Auburn, hang that up on the bulletin board." 
And then the running back, he was asked like, uh, he was asked a question about what would this win mean, and he just kept saying, "When we win, when we win, bulletin board material." Now I'm wanting to go out there and freaking beat the crap out of them. So I'm ready for this game. Okay. I had no like real dog against or you know beef with Cal. Now I do. I want the bear to die. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I didn't, I don't, I don't know much about Cal. I don't have anything against Cal, but uh, you they know, also kept Auburn out of the. It's funny. Championship in 2004. It's funny. Yeah. Well, it, it, <laughs> it, it's funny though. I, I like a little bit of smack talk, but it's funny when it comes against you. You don't like it, right? But I, but I enjoy. I enjoy the fact that people, I like it when fans do it. There's too much coach speak. I think yeah. nowadays, like oh, I agree with that. From from players, right? Like players always say the right thing. Sometimes yeah. I wish they would just talk a little bit of smack. So. Um, That'll be enjoyable there. But, I especially uh, love it when they do it before the game against us. Yeah. Really just hope you free saw it. Hope the players saw it. Hope they use it. All right. So I'm trying to find, I'm trying to pull up this, uh, this uh, barstool uh, recap um, of aliens. I'll get it posted out to Facebook and Twitter here, but um, once I find it, Ultimately, um, so so Barstool writes this article. It was really it was really a Joe Rogan kind of show recap. So they get so if you if you've been in the news, been listening to the news, any they had um, a congressional hearing from oh we're doing this from some yeah <laughs> they had they had a congressional hearing. Uh, on some top alien research people, right, and journalists. And um, they asked them, you know, hey, are, are aliens real? Like, what evidence do you have? So they started listing off all this evidence. They go into it, and, you know, from everybody's account, sounds like aliens are real. So then these two guys who are, who are at the congressional hearing, they're like two of the top journalists. They've done a bunch of the documentaries on aliens and how, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. They're interview being interviewed by Joe Rogan, and Joe Rogan's like, "Hey, what? Like, what do we not know?" And they're like, "Oh, well, you know, by the way, uh, why is this important? Because it may determine like what our purpose here on Earth is. So, for instance, there's a couple of theories out there about why humans are are here, and and as it relates to aliens. So, some believe that there's aliens on the moon, either on the dark side of the moon or underground." Okay. All right. Some believe uh, that there have been aliens inhabiting the Earth alongside humans for centuries now. You can see that. Okay. All right. Just because of the pyramids and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The hieroglyphs yeah. look weird. Well, I, th- I think that's one of the things, you know, if you think about the History Channel, aliens, guys. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, you know it's uh, there, there's a lot of weird stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you go look at some of the, even if it's not the hieroglyphs, right? Like you look at like the Mayans and all the ancient, you know. They all have these weird like depictions of Of like objects. stuff coming down from the or clouds. Yeah. objects. And it's, I saw one hieroglyph, it looked just like a helicopter. Like a Huey helicopter from Vietnam. Yeah. Like there's no possible way you could film that. Obviously it's like a 2D version. So. Right. I was also kind of wrote it off. I was like, oh, whatever. I guess he just predicted the future. Maybe it was a prophet. Well, maybe so. But all right. So then these guys they go on, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on this. All right. So they say that that uh, they said that there was a naval academy textbook 
Okay, back in the 1960s. Okay. All right. So MK Ultra is going on. All right. That listed the four types of aliens. Wow. Okay. There was the Greys. I'm I, I'm struggling to find the article here, so I'm gonna I'm going off of memory. Okay. There was the Greys. Okay. There was the I, I'm gonna get there now. It was like the Tall Walkers or something like that. Okay. Okay. Then there was like the lizards. Okay. All right. Weird name. <laughs> and then there was the and then there was the reptiles, which I guess are like different than the lizards. Yeah. But, but nonetheless, you know, their whole point of this article was this. Ever since we've released the nuclear bombs, right? That's when the aliens started to show up. Okay. And these guys say that one of the reasons why all this alien stuff has been kept secret is because the aliens have shown the ability to shut down our nuclear weapons whenever we try to fire them, like even in tests. And then they've been able to go find our silos and like completely shut them down and disable them. And so each country, U.S., China, Russia, are all trying to figure out using downed UFOs, crashed UFOs, they're trying to figure out how to shut down the other person's nukes. Yes. Okay. And how to counteract the UFO's ability to shut down ours. Because the first one who can figure that out... Wins. Wins. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I have heard the theory that, like... Completely off topic of the show. But yeah. I, but I just... I it's, could, a, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. I, I've heard the theory that, you know, splitting an atom or, you know, fusing an atom. I forgot the word for it. Uh, it's like the first step into, like, the next generation of, you know a species or yeah. what type of species you are. I think we're like type one considered. Yeah. Uh, but as far as our purpose on earth, I don't know how much aliens buy and I buy into that part, but do I believe in aliens? Yeah. I think they're real. I mean, why wouldn't they be? The universe is huge. I, I think they're real. I think, yeah, they can probably shut down our stuff. I, they have to be more advanced than us because they can make it here and we can't make it out there manned at least uh i don't know that that's an interesting name that they could shut down the nukes yeah well but like here's the problem with that here's where like part of me wants to be a skeptic who in their right freaking mind would admit that you have just given away oh no country's gonna officially admit that right like these guys are two just like reporters that have done interviews with these they're not paid by the government no no they're not paid by the government they're not paid by the government so, but so they uh, could just be completely lying. I mean, they could, yeah, for clicks. Yeah. you know why not? I, I mean, mean, they're yeah. book writers, so why not? Yeah, I, I just thought it was a crazy again, story. Again, again, I mean, it's not like I'm doubting it in the sense of like, is it possible? I'm doubting. Why, like, do you think we have the ability to fly a UFO that's been down? Yeah. Yeah. I think if we don't have the ability, I think we've definitely been trying to figure it out. I think so too. It's crazy stuff. It's crazy <laughs> I, I, stuff. I think so. It's a, it's an Look, off topic, but here's I'll... another reason why I think we can. Like, part of me leans towards yeah, we know how to do it. Look at the F thirty five. Like, if you go watch like a test flight of it, it looks like a freaking 
UFO. Uh, F thirty five is legit. I, I've I've seen them built. Yeah, I know, but like, yeah, but like, just the way that it can. I've li- literally walked that I line. Know. I know. So like, that's why I just I'm looking at you like, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you know. Uh, it's not the F thirty five. It's the F twenty two that you got to worry about. F twenty two is even more maneuverable. It I can know. do like it can do the thing from Top Gun that the Su thirty five they showed when they're flying the F-14, and it's sort of about the plane, it's the pilot, and then the thing does like a flip, uh, it does like a cartwheel in midair. Yeah. The it, F-22 It's essentially like a Sea-Doo. That's the closest yeah. thing I can yeah, relate that it is, to. that's a good... You can essentially like do like a 360 on it, but like in midair, and flip around behind your Yeah. End. It's incredibly impressive, and like... It's called I vectoring. See, yeah. But like I see that, and I'm like, there's no way we didn't get that just like off the top of our head. There's no way we just like popped up and the government was like, oh yeah, we got this new idea. We came up with a good idea. That doesn't happen, first of all. Governments never come up with good ideas. So fun fact here, fun fact here. Okay, so think about this. All right, so the F-22 concept. Yeah. When do you think the F-22 concept came about? 1988. Yeah. 1988, 1989 was when the government was like, hey, we need to build a new fighter plane. I was right. The plane was not built until like 2008, 2009. Yeah. In yeah. 20 years. And then it like took like 10 more years to get to where it was like, all right, it's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and that was like the first one yeah. released. Like then they got to like, then they're making improvements to it and all this kind of stuff. So it's just crazy. It's crazy to think about what do we have? What are we doing today? Right. The 20 years from now. I've heard that we have like discovered. I forgot when I read this. This might be last year. But we discovered a new like element. And it's like antimatter, and we're using it to try and make like anti gravity things, like floating tanks or like you know hovercrafts and stuff. But like you don't have to use like air. Yeah, it just does what it has to do. We finally have the flying, the flying car. cars. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like they've actually been experimenting with it. That'd be pretty but like, cool. There's crazy stuff going on. For instance, what's the thing out in uh, CERN? Oh, the CERN super collider. First of all, the dumbest science experiment. You could possibly imagine what you're going to shoot two atoms at each other and they've admitted it that it's like this could possibly cause a black hole yeah they do it all the time yeah maybe stop doing <laughs> it <laughs> like does anybody ever stop these scientists and say should we should we do this it's just like well can we that's all they ask can we they they think they never think should we? No, they don't think should. They think can we? And then they then they go all yeah. right. Now how can we get this paid for? Yeah, and that's the two questions they ask. Well, that's stupid. Money makes the world go round. Well, stupid science experiments make the world get sucked into a black hole. So the the theory on the theory on the aliens living on the moon is that they're living there and they they survive off of human pain. And so all the wars and all the things over the history of time have come from uh, these people interacting <laughs> that's with us. That's the least believable theory. That's, that's the lizard people, man. That's, that's what they're the doing. least believable theory. Yeah. The more believable is the history one, where it's like, oh, yeah, they've been here for a while. Yeah. And they've just been kind of guiding us along. Yeah. But on the moon, no. I feel like we would have had a lot more UFO interactions. I just, I, I just I want to see what the lizard people look like. You know, like, is it a scary lizard or is it like, you know, like... No, it's a lizard. Yeah. It's probably a scary lizard. Also, when we kill a lizard down here, does that, like, piss them off? (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, it's just an honest what was question. My cousin Joe. Yeah, I mean, they're looking at like you know crocodiles, like yeah. our and gators as like like uh, that's our those are our people. They're gonna hate me. I love gator. Gator meat's good. Yeah. Um, but have you heard about the skinwalkers and stuff? Oh, Skinwalker Ranch. No, just Skinwalkers. Like I don't know what that is. Okay, so it's like this thing that can imitate human sound. Okay. And then it gets you sucked out there, like someone, a woman crying for help, and you're like, oh god, what? And then it like kills you. But like that's like the Appalachian. Okay. Like folk tale. Okay. Thing. And then you know West Virginia has the Mothman. There's so uh, many there's all weird sorts stores. of mythological creatures yeah. out there then, for sure. But here's what's crazy: the one that has stuck around, and there's still shows about it to this day that I just don't understand. Bigfoot. Yeah, Who big cares? Bigfoot Yeti is uh, man. It's 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 around. Well, you know, you got to think. I like, believe he, in it, but it's just like it's a big monkey, pretty much. Well, but you know, for like okay, for like Nepal, like Thailand, all those places, like where yeah. the Yeti's supposed to be, like that's a money maker for them. Yeah, right. So I that, get it. Yeah, but like even in Oregon, there's people hunting for Bigfoot, and it's just like, yeah. Even if it is real, what are you going to do with that information? Like, if an alien is real and somebody saw, like, hey, look at this alien. Look, I saw That's, the... like, way different. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's other beings out in the universe that could kill us. Yeah. That's terrifying. Bigfoot? He's just a dude living in the cave. Let him be. I saw the Portlanders trying to trying to grow some crops, you know? Yeah. Back when they were riding. I'm not worried about the Oregon. <laughs> not worried about it. All right, so that was off topic, totally off topic, but we just well, I just wanted to bring something different to the table, something I saw on there. We'll post that article out on uh, on Facebook and Twitter for y'all to read if you care to read about it. Um, I'd probably make a few memes out of it too. But uh, anyways, that's it for us here today on the Behan Brothers podcast. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to share the podcast, follow us on Facebook or Twitter, share as many as you can, um, and each one of those shares is an entry to win two tickets to the Auburn-Mississippi State game. Thanks for following along with us here for Behan Brothers, where we have all your latest SEC news, stories, and more.